Empower Radio presents The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Break through the illusion of separation, explore the infinite field of possibility, and make connections that inspire. Now, here's your host, Dr. Julie Crawl. Hello, friends, and welcome back. You're listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Each week, we gather right here to make connections that break through the illusion of separation. If you've been listening to this show over the years, you are well aware of the terms conscious evolution and the new human. Well, today I want to invite you to stay in the emergence of radical change. That's not always easy, yet the world does not work like it used to and there's no going back. As we create a new normal, it's time to reimagine Everything, and I mean everything, and evolve our lives consciously. So, what are your next best steps as you reimagine your life? I've invited an evolutionary catalyst to join me in this exploration. I trust we will have a lively and inspiring conversation. So, I invite you to take a few deep breaths. Open your heart and mind and settle into your essential wholeness as I introduce our guest. Sheila Cash is an evolutionary catalyst in the fields of mind-body integration and conscious evolution at Evolve Your Life, LLC. Her number one best-selling books, Evolve Your Life and Success Breakthroughs, co-authored by Jack Canfield, have introduced the concept of the new human who we need to be in this rapidly evolving age. The new human master coach, Sheila, empowers clients to expand all parts of their lives into alignment with the conscious universe. She's an ambassador of conscious evolution and one-fourth of the evolutionistas, I love that word, evolutionistas, (laughs) female leaders and teachers in evolutionary consciousness. Her super conscious think tank seeks advanced solutions for new times in 2022 and beyond. A visionary and original thinker, she puts the pieces of the puzzle of life into one place to relate to the bigger picture in service to humanity's future. I love that, don't you? Welcome to the show, Sheila. Thank you so much, Julie. And you are also an evolutionary catalyst that I so admire and would spend endless hours talking to. And so I'm really thrilled to be here with you. Thanks so much for having me. Well, thank you. And thank you for that. We do have fun conversations. And I'm going to actually even weave through some pieces of our recent conversation we've had with some of the questions that I have for you today. But first, I want to start with our traditional first question, Sheila. On the show, we like to ground this conversation within a whole worldview and this larger meme. So, First, can you share with our listeners, what does all things connected mean to you? Oh, my gosh. I love that. All things connected means that we we truly are one. And, you know, I, I think that this concept of oneness 
got confused for for many people early on when we first began to to um, to hear about it and and to cultivate oneness. There were so many people who felt that oneness meant sameness. And really, oneness is a collection of all of our incredible, beautiful uniquenesses that the evolutionary impulse, that that the God impulse wants and seeks for all of us. So we are connected, um, not in sameness, not not necessarily in this this older sort of paradigm of oneness. But we are connected in our differences. We are connected in our uniquenesses, and that's what takes us forward. That's where the the solutions are, the answers, um, and the love, and the warmth, and the evolution. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I appreciate most about that response, this radiant diversity of who we be, when you put it in the context of that's where the solutions are. I think that is a, a brilliant place. And I do want to start with a different question, but I, I would love to just pause before I go there and ask you to expand on that because I think that's an exciting new um, imperative for us as we really look at conscious evolution and where we're at right here, right now in this new epoch. So what does it really mean that that's where our solutions are? So, you know, I had observed early, many, many years ago, that the concept of balance in this world, in life, is is the imperative. This is where we have the opposites of yin and yang and alkaline and acid and the tides are coming in and and out. And so life itself requires balance. I made the connection that our DNA is very naturally within our species is distributed in a balanced way. And we can see that we are um, reliably almost 50-50 male and female. And then then we have this transgender movement um, and the non-binary movements, which are coming in, which is another topic. But but we we are reliably um, in, in, we we were were born in this, this role, in this way that is, well within the blueprint of the universe. And so our DNA, each one of us contains the characteristics, the skills, the capacities of what we're capable of in this world. And we each have unique capacities. These belong together. There is a universal design in our differences and just like the cogs and the wheels, we, we fit into each other so beautifully. We have, you know, coming through our differences over these past decades, 
but we're not yet really celebrating our differences and understanding that we do fit together and that as all of these pieces of the puzzle come together, that's where the wholeness is. And in the wholeness is where the solutions are. Mm. Right there is this beautiful map, and I, I can just see the wholeness there and the, the universal design of our differences as it really complements and fills out. Um, I had this image. I'll have to draw or paint this image because it's really a powerful one, but thank you for that wisdom. There's a universal design in our differences. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Sheila. I love that. So I like to... Begin at the beginning for you, because I'm curious about your personal story and your journey toward conscious evolution, Sheila. Where and how did this journey begin for you personally? You know, um, in the beginning, I wouldn't have called it conscious evolution. That was a term that came in maybe 10, 15 years ago more prominently, and I began to realize that um, that, you know, when I heard this concept, I knew that that was uh, who I was, who I had always been. Um, when I was very young, about five years old, I was in a car accident and I ended up in a body cast, uh, you know, first in traction and then in a body cast and was recuperating near a window um, for many months. And it happened to be turning winter, and I noticed that the leaves were, were off of the trees. And at this very young age, I thought that the, that the trees had, had died. My mother explained to me that, that they would come back to life, that, that they would be, in a sense, would be born again. And at the very same time, my grandfather had passed on. I wasn't able to be at the funeral. I had been very close to him. And so I had this, con- you know, I, I began to, that was sort of my introduction of this concept of life and death. And I saw that, that things were being reborn in nature. And I became very fascinated with the idea of life evolving along and and what remains the same and what, you know, what, where are the changes and why does that happen and how do we align and how do we fit into that? And it sounds, you know, it sounds rather humorous to think that, you know, a young child would be thinking this way, but I really, I really was. And I really sort of have had this filter as I have gone through many trials and tribulations in life, like, you know, most of us have, and have just naturally applied this filter of natural evolution and being conscious about it and and understanding the bigger picture around it. Um, and for me, it, it really became a spiritual practice early on that I cultivated and then ended up teaching in dozens of different courses and working with private um, private mentees, students, groups, and it just seems to to fit. It seems to answer so many questions, and uh, so so that's how it evolved very naturally. 
I love that. I love that you were you were working with the seasons and the cycles and the the just the natural law, like looking out your window, seeing life and and watching regenerative forms. Um, what a what a beautiful influence and teacher that was. Wow. You know, and I. I have had a relationship with trees ever since. <laughs> Used to draw trees, uh, you know, when you, you when you're young and sort of learning to to draw. And I would I would always draw trees. And yes, I am a tree hugger. And <laughs> I really, I you know, I I'm very very drawn to trees. They have such a such a presence that is uh, is solid and um, giving somehow. And of course, learning about the networking that they do—they're—they're they're a great teacher for us as we look deeper into how they network for each other. Yeah, we're learning so much about this time on our planet when we look toward nature and even the life of trees and how they share and reciprocate and take care of one another and the mycelial network. There's always, there's just so much beauty there. And just in this whole theme of, of, of connected and interconnected and interdependent, I'm going to expand on that because in a conversation that you and I had, Sheila, you used a phrase that inspired me and really has stayed with me. We were talking about all the positive changes that we were seeing in the world with our clients, with our communities, with our networks. And you described it as a grand showcase of connection. And I love that. Can you say more about that? What is? What did you mean when you said, isn't it just a wonderful grand showcase of connection? Mm. When we look at at life on the whole, and when we stand back and we look from that bigger picture, we can see that all things are connected, that we are connected. Evolution illustrates that as we evolve along, whether, you know, whether this is biologically um, or even spiritually, we are connected in in all of our differences, in all of our failures, so to speak, I wouldn't really want to use that one just for just to just for illustrative purposes. Um, in our misgivings, in our mistakes, we learn, we learn, and we learn to overcome. Um, in you know, and I think we have talked about this before as well, but we know that. Our thoughts and our our actions, our beliefs are part of our collective consciousness. So we are all connected in consciousness as well, which is where things manifest from. And so everything that we overcome, every kind of transformation, every kind of understanding every kind of realization and revelation that we have is very, very significant to the whole. It, it gets uploaded to consciousness. And I use the example um, to explain this, that if we look back in ancient times, archaeologists find that 
the same kinds of innovations and the same kinds of of ideas were were being were coming into manifestation on different continents around the globe at about the same time, whether that was the wheel, whether it was language, whether it was, um, you know, uh, horse and, and, uh, you know, the use of horses, the use of, of animals. Um, and this was long before even boating and shipping had come into being. And this happens because we can download from the collective consciousness in the same way that we upload. This is how, you know, we're, we're very, very connected. And so when any of us overcomes our own personal trials and tribulations, it opens the door for everyone, for everyone within our species to have access to that same uh, information or the same strength, the same perseverance, the same endurance. Uh, you know, even we see in the Olympics when someone breaks a certain time in the, the mile, all of a sudden there are many, many others who are able to do that in the years following. So we, each of us are leaders, each of us are pioneers, and each of us open the doors to greater capacity for each other. Mm -hmm. you, this is, I'm going to, I'm just going to expand this into a little more cosmic because you talked about the collective consciousness and how we're accessing that all the time. And some of us talk about the unified field of consciousness and, you know, our friend Jude Curvan, who's, who's done so much work and writing about this whole topic talks about the information, you know, it's like coming in and going out. So I'm going to expand it because you encourage clients, your clients, to expand all parts of their lives into alignment with the conscious universe. And I love this. I love how you say alignment with the conscious universe. Um, let's talk about what this fundamentally means to align with or to attune to this living conscious, self-organizing universe, what does that mean and how do we do that? Alignment is, is part of authenticity. It is honoring that authenticity of our DNA, of that universal blueprint. Um, and alignment is really at the heart of much of my uh, practices in my teachings. We, we can align with all parts of our lives, and, but we typically are on autopilot. We typically don't really think about how much are we aligned or not aligned with our relationships, with uh, where we live in the world, with the food that we eat, with the TV shows that we're watching, how aligned are we really? This really requires getting to know your authentic self, which is that, that initial blueprint, because as we get closest to that which we were born to be, born to give in the world, we fulfill not only ourselves, but we, we fulfill humanity and we fulfill at a cosmic level as well. 
And so alignment is is really that important um, in in our practices. Sheila, your definition, um, perhaps this is your definition, but it occurs to me listening to you that your definition of authentic then is really inviting us to get out of our heads and our persona and what we think we should be and the roles and the hats and the varying conditioned responses that we've had, you know, growing up in different social systems and and our culture but when you when you say that alignment is in our dna it's like becoming part of that greater living universe that you're talking about becoming that one single cell in this diverse incredible planetary body and and even more into the cosmic body so can you say a little bit more about authentic? Because it really does empower us to expand way beyond what our small minds can imagine who we be, who we are. Yes. Yes. And 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 as you said, we're we're very much conditioned out of our authenticity most often. Less so years. Um, but but as you know, we can feel a resonance and we can feel a dissonance to all of the elements of our lives. And, and you can train yourself to be able to feel, are you being magnetized by that idea, that belief, that person, that cause, that project, or are you feeling dissonance? Is there something that's not quite right? Does it feel a little abrasive? Um, each of us carry our, our own personal field, our own personal energy field that contains all of the elements of our lives, including the food, including the, the conversations that we have and the, the places we go and the people we talk to. And we each have a signature field, and our fields are our calling cards, actually. Um, we can feel someone's field before we even know their names. You know, we, we pick mm. up a lot of information from, from others. Um, and so the importance of aligning yourself is because when you are more in tune with your own gifts, what it is that you're here to give, which you find out by this one technique, you know, this is one of the techniques is to, to feel into that, either the magnetism or the repulsion in all of these different areas. Um, you then fulfill that universal blueprint, uh, which is the conscious universe. And, as we, as we all do that, we begin to be able to recognize where we belong. We begin to be able to join genius, which we're really at the, uh, at the crest of, thank, thanks to the Internet, thanks to the global movement, we're able to 
find each other from all over the planet to come together in those areas where we are magnetized. And together, we build synergy. We're able to, to, to come together, and, and the synergy sparks the ideas, sparks the innovation, and sparks the solutions to whatever area it is that we are meant to, to, to contribute in. Mm. That's beautiful. It goes right back to there's a universal design in our differences. And we're going to take a break here in a second. But I am looking across the room in my office here, and there's five large white papers that are stuck to my wall right now. And I've been in this process of kind of like discerning again the authentic self and where do I feel the most resonance in all the areas of my life because I do lots of different things. So I have these lists and it's, and I have things that I'm taking off of my plate and out of my life and, and allowing this newness to emerge. And I, I bring that up because we're going to we're going to dive into that a little bit more in the second half of the show and talk about your next best steps. I'm going to ask Sheila what that is and how we how can we help you as listeners find your next best steps in this world we find ourselves in right now. I'm Julie Kroll. You're listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. We're going to take a quick break, and when we return, we'll have so much more with Sheila Cash. Stay with us. We'll be right back. The Empower Meditation Channel non-stop meditation music 24 hours a day in the new empower radio app music to empower your meditation help you relax sleep or provide a calm background while you work the empower meditation channel is interruption free listen now with the empower radio app free in the app store or listen online at empower.fm soothe your soul calm your mind the empower meditation channel As a young teenage boy, I didn't even know what autism was. How do you even spell that? A few years later, I heard that a friend's cousin's son had been diagnosed with autism. I still wasn't sure what that really meant. When I went to college, my roommate's brother had autism. When I moved to the city for work, my best friend called me and told me his son had been diagnosed with autism. We were both in shock. I still remember the day I walked into the house and saw that look on my wife's face. I knew something was wrong. I'll never forget how I felt when she said, our son has autism. Autism is getting closer to home. Today, one in 110 children is diagnosed with autism. That's a 600% increase in the last 20 years. Learn the signs at autismspeaks.org. Early diagnosis can make a lifetime of difference. Brought to you by Autism Speaks and the Ad Council. This is a guided meditation on parenting. Begin by finding a comfortable, relaxed position. Let out whatever stress is in your body. It could be from the time you left your daughter's blouse in the dryer too long and it shrunk four sizes. Or when you donated her private diary 
to the public library. Or when you thought chaperoning the school dance meant actually dancing in the school dance. Whatever it is, let it go. The fire you started with that experimental dinner, let it go. The time you drove away from the gas pump, with the gas pump, let it go. Three, very relaxed. Two, there you go. One. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. There are thousands of teens in foster care who don't need perfection. They need you. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Would your business survive a disaster? Nearly two-thirds of businesses aren't prepared for an emergency, and 40% of businesses that experience a disaster never recover. Make an emergency plan now before it's too late. For a free online tool that helps you develop an emergency plan to keep your business up and running should disaster strike, visit ready.gov forward slash business. Brought to you by the Federal Emergency Management Agency, the American Red Cross, and the Ad Council. Now, back to the Dr. Julie Show. All things connected on Empower Radio. Welcome back. Hey, if you're listening and inspired by this conversation today, I invite you to share it with others and perhaps listen to it again. You can do that by visiting my website at thedrjulieshow.com where you'll find all the archive links. And again, that's thedrjulieshow.com. And on the leading edge of personal, social, and global transformation, I invite you to be a way shower, a change agent, and make connections that inspire and accelerate our collective awakening and our planetary healing. Stay connected every week with my newsletter and this is i just want to pause and invite you personally if you aren't on my mailing list i have some really significant changes coming up um, with the show and with my work and with other opportunities to to work with others like sheila and i are talking about today i really would appreciate if you'd stay connected with me you can do it so easily at juliecrawlemail.com so easy, juliecrawlemail.com. It's K-R-U-L-L. And I, I I send maybe, maybe once a week emails. I don't send a lot. But as we're coming upon some really significant changes, I want to keep you informed and, and really share those opportunities with you. So please reach out and, and connect that way, juliecrawlemail.com. You can learn more about Sheila and her work at Sheila Cash. Dot com. That's S-H-E-I-L-A-C-A-S-H. Just like it sounds, SheilaCash.com. Ah, Sheila, that was so informative, that first part of our conversation. I'm looking forward to digging in here. And I wanted to just pick up some of those phrases from a conversation you and I had and encourage you to deepen in and, and muse with those concepts just a little bit more. Because one of them... Um, I, I really appreciate it. Again, I, so much about you, I do appreciate. But you had said, our boundaries have softened and we're finding each other. And right before break, you talked about this magnetism and us really learning how to co-create. We're coming together into these islands of coherence. That magnetism is happening. And I'm just curious what your intuition says about our boundaries softening. What does it mean that our boundaries are softening and we're finding each other? You know, I think it, it has a lot to do 
with us being able to to come together with others of of resonance of like mind um you know contrasting that with how things used to be where we were um almost entirely local with each other which had great great advantages um and and being able to be together and to support each other but one of the disadvantages is that as many people were having revelations about new ideas and new ways of moving forward, those were often quelled. Those were often squelched by, um, by the status quo. Um, and so now that we are able to be global, we have billions of people to choose from, so we're able to more easily find each other. And as we find those that we resonate with, our boundaries do soften and our boundaries mm-hmm. do open. And sometimes it, it you know, it, it could be that our boundaries are solidified and closed off and tight because perhaps we're not resonating with the others around us. Perhaps we are being held back from evolving forward consciously. And that would that would tend to close off your boundaries um, because you're 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 moving inward. You're protecting, you know, these these newer ideas that uh, you may not be able to to share with others. But now we can share more, and there's a lot of spark and a lot of synergy. There's a lot of evolutionary spark in this. You know, it really sparks. It this it really catalyzes the forward movement again to where the solutions are and in what I'm calling solutions now, S O U L solutions. And uh, that's one of the ways to get there. Mm. Well, you help guide clients toward their purpose. And even the idea of purpose has shifted in from my perspective over the last couple of decades, you know, what, what purpose used to mean, we used to talk a lot about our soul's purpose. You know, what is our soul's purpose? What are we here for? And now I feel like it's our evolutionary purpose. That's the term I'm I'm using now is, is what's your evolutionary purpose? And to me, that's that alignment that you were talking about and um, really helping us see our individual purpose within the context of this bigger picture. So what can you say to our listeners today about purpose and why it's so important for us to really discern this piece on the planet? Because we could go and do almost anything right now. There's the sky's the limit in, in all of our interests and passion and what have you. But this piece about purpose seems really important right now. Yes, and, and you were saying that, that the notion of purpose has changed for you, and, and it is evolving for me as well, somewhat. Um, and I, I do feel that, we, that there are different levels of purpose. So, you know, one of our individual purposes is to allow to, and discover our authenticity, and then to align 
Um, and I feel that, I mean, even more recently, you know how sometimes something will sound the same, but it feels completely different. Have you ever experienced that phenomena that you, that you, you sort of embody a, a whole new kind of depth of understanding. And, um, and I do feel that we are our purpose that we can choose each other and that it's our purpose to choose each other. You know, when we think about all that we are here, we're here to, to love and to support and to heal and to steward the planet and to create, um, and, and, and many other things that we do while we're here. All of that is on behalf of us, which is on behalf of the planet, which is on behalf of the cosmos, right? So, you know, those who are building rockets are doing so. Why? You know, we have the, you know, we have sometimes this in us to, to, to go out and expand and explore. And other people have the seeds of nurturing and holding close and others have the seeds of, of healing. And all of this is on behalf of, of nurturing our species, of, of, of holding us so that we can continue forward, that we can expand that we can expand our understanding, we can expand our creativity. And so it's time, I think, for us to choose each other mm. as our purpose, to, to, really, uh, to really embrace that and to embody it, to realize that, you know, our, uh, um, that we are... We can do it together. We can choose each other now. And to treasure life above all else. And to cultivate joy in the, the changes and the transformations along the way. Rather than the resistance, rather than the fear, to be joyful and excited about not only our differences, but about moving forward. And this is a paradigm shift that would, would really heal, would heal so much of the planet to release you know, resistance to, to change, to evolving forward, um, and to move forward together. What could be better? What could be better? You just listed many things, Sheila, that are good next best steps. I loved the idea of choose each other as our purpose. It was gorgeous. So let me ask you point blank. Where do we go from here? And how do we support our listeners who are wondering, they're wondering about their own next best steps? What, how would you answer that? What are the next best steps. You just gave us several. So you, I don't know if you have one in particular that you would challenge us all to say, this is where we need to be. Well, with all of those notions, those ideas, to step in. 
So we've been contemplating ourselves for a very long time. And it feels energetically, cosmically, that it really is time for, for action, for activism, for stepping in in whatever way, whatever level you feel called to. And, you know, while we, most of us have stepped in at different times in our lives, and as a species, we've stepped in at different times, but it's time for that big global collective step into ourselves as one humanity. So we've explored this concept of one Um But stepping in as we choose each other, as we get excited and joyful about honoring our differences um, and and really moving in to to make that difference in the world with your authenticity in the way that you resonate with the most, but it's about action now. Um, And I say, you know, let yourself get addicted to purpose. Right, you need something new mm-hmm. to do. You know, see how it feels to be a global citizen. We all have access now. We have access to the globe. So step into your magnanimous self. You know, and 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 that could be the gift of laughter. It could be the gift of compassion. It could be the gift of being a great listener. It could be, you know, it could be rocket science, but bring those gifts of yours into the world. Let us be global citizens now and see what happens. It feels like one of the aspects of the next step that is kind of oozing in the silence between your words is like, it's like our ability to discover, create, and expand on beauty and meaning. And and I love that. It's not like this, our activism isn't, now you go out and you do X, Y, Z, and it's going to produce this end result. It's kind of like you're inviting us into this joyful place of, of really self-actualizing. Like, it, it's not about we have to go rescue something or fix something or this urgency. It's like, be who you are, and there's the compassion and the laughter and the joy. It's like, it is to me, like, discover, create, and expand on beauty and meaning in our lives. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I went on this quest for meaning, for a period of time. And, you know, what, what I really came up with was that it's up to us to make our meaning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that nobody can hand you the meaning of your life on a silver platter or in a, you know, in a meeting of, of or in a message. Many of us used to to look for meaning out there and to, you know, and to really try to, you know, to see what, you know, what fits and, and where, you know, we're sort of lost. And I think of that YouTube, uh, YouTube song, um, Hats Still Haven't Found What You're Looking For. And many of us, you know, still haven't found what we're looking for. And what we're looking for is each other. 
but as in and as we discover more about our authenticity and our alignment, we discover what it is that brings us meaning and that we're here to create meaning and we create meaning for ourselves and we create meaning for, for all of humanity and for the planet. And we can share that with each other. It's exquisite, Sheila. This is gorgeous. You know, you have so many good quotables here. What we are looking for is each other. So there may be those listening who are caught up in the narrative of crisis and chaos right now. How do we break out of that old conditioning and these rules that have served us until now? But how do we break out of that um, obsessive fear or focus on the crisis and the chaos so that we can really fulfill this need of looking for each other and really finding one another. It's like what we're looking for is right here in front of us. So what would you say to those caught in the narrative of, of crisis and chaos? Yes. And, and, you know, and the good news as we look for each other is, we're right here. We don't have to look very far. We're right <laughs> here. Um, and, you know, I was, I was telling you about last week that I had an experience where through some meditation, um, it was being shown to me. I was having this, this experience of viewing life through God's eyes, or you could say God, or you could say universal mind, or I think you use divine intelligence. And, um, and, and I have been practicing and, and sort of playing with this in, in a different way, at a different level, and really looking as I walk through life, each hour, each day, kind of looking through those, those universal eyes, the eyes of, of all, the eyes of God, um, looking at the headlines, you know, on the, on the TV mm-hmm. and looking at those through those eyes, looking at the food that I'm eating and, and, and realizing that as I eat, this food, I'm contributing to humanity through myself, which is through the, the heart, the mind of God, of the evolutionary, of the life impulse. And it puts a whole different perspective on it. So, so as we, you know, if we could all view each other if we could view the issues of our world and the problems that we're seeking solutions to through those universal eyes, it changes everything. It, it really changes everything. It puts things into perspective. Those things that are those aspects of life, of problems that are not needed naturally dissolve or fall out of the picture 
and and we find that meaning, we find that purpose, and we're we're you know we can feel, we can feel and and embody that purpose and live that purpose in this way. And what a what a world it would be if even for one day, for one hour, <laughs> we all collectively look through the eyes of God, through the eyes of the evolutionary impulse, together think of how that might be. That would change everything wouldn't it it would help us to mm-hmm. reimagine everything i love that even the food we eat it, it also reminds me of the idea of shifting our relationship with fear and change and you had noticed that you in your clients they're developing a different relationship with fear how would you describe that and and what do you think the secret sauce for that is yes so so fear is about the unknown um the unknown is my new favorite place to to dwell to contemplate in <laughs> um because you know, and, and we did this, we actually did this in my super conscious think tank. We we spent an evening um, moving into collective meditation together into the unknown to see to see what was there. And what was there was everything. Everything's in there. And anything that you want to find, you can find it there because because there it is. It's 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 like it's another version of the all, um, but it's even more, more magnetized because the answers are in there, right? So I know this is something to contemplate, but I realize the answers are there because otherwise we would have the answers, right? So we mm-hmm. have, you know, we, we know what the formula to peace is. We know what peace is, but why don't we have peace? Um, one of the reasons we don't have peace is because collectively we're not ready for it. And we, we don't seek peace as much as we seek the opposite of peace. So, so we're not we could be. Um, and, and the answers for whatever you're seeking, if you can't find the answer, you'll find it in the unknown. And so the relationship between that and fear is we were all raised with a fear of the unknown because, you know, because that kept us safe. It kept us evolving along for all of those eons. But we're at a place now where um, we don't have to be afraid of the unknown anymore. And, and also, as we align with our own authenticity, we're more grounded, more, more stable, and more confident. And so we have less fear in that way as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we change our relationship with the unknown, uh, the fear just naturally dissolves. Hey, ooh, I love that. It's, it's, it's like shifting into co-creating with the unknown. 
instead of fearing it. Thank you. That is this is so brilliant. So we have just a few minutes left, Sheila, and I, I'm really curious if you have a, a sense. We both are seeing evidence of really positive change and incredible innovations and uh, emergent um, solutions that are that are cropping up everywhere around the planet. We both see that, but so many don't see that evidence of, of positive, healthy, whole systems change happening. I'm wondering if you could just spend a few minutes telling us what you're seeing in the world that really is something to celebrate. Oh, my gosh. I, I mean, I got such a... Um, such a shiver <laughs> just now when you even ask the question because it's so exciting the the connections that are open to us. What I'm seeing is I am seeing many, an infinite number of groups such as yours, Julie, and, and your good of the whole and your connection field. And many like that that are bringing people together who, who are coming together, who are, are making a difference, who realize what's possible, who know that where we hold our thoughts is where the manifestation will occur, who, um, who trust the universal energies who, who trust the future, who are releasing a fear of, of the unknown. And, and we, we can, we can all, and many of us are holding each other as we step forward in this together. And it's the most exciting thing. And it's very exciting to be doing it with people all over the world. Um, from different cultures, different backgrounds, but everyone with their eyes forward. And, you know, my line on my emails is, is live forward. I like to live forward and I like to be with people who are living forward. And guess where you go when you're together? You go forward. <laughs> mm. Sheila, thank you so much for bringing your wisdom and genius here, sharing it with all our listeners today. I appreciate you being here so much. I absolutely adore talking with you and uh, would, would, would do it again anytime. Just name okay. the day. <laughs> Let's do it. We will do this again. Yes. Another reason for those listeners to sign up for the email so they can watch for some changes that are happening and these opportunities to hear Sheila again. Okay, listeners, thank you for tuning in again today. And I want to leave you with the words of Sheila herself. As an integral player in this world, the evolutionary impulse seeks to live through your unique expression unburdening yourself from the counterproductive stories will expand your inner vision and uncover your original intended path. You've been listening to The Dr. Julie Show, All Things Connected. Remember, together, we are creating connections for the good of the whole. Until next time, I'm sending you a world of love. Bye for now. 